Hey everybody, Ian here to tell you all about the fine shows you could be listening to from the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Let's start it off with the original Stuff and Things, the podcast about everything and nothing at all, starring myself and my good buddy Chewy, where we talk about our friendship, our past, our future, our history, ghosts, clowns, sharks, dolphins, and Stan Lee. That comes out every single Friday. You can also check out Four Color Commentary, where myself, Chewy, Ryan, and Alan talk about comic books. That's right, kids, comic books. Old, new, comic book movies and news, so many comics you can't even handle it all. That comes out every new comic book day, which is Wednesdays for those of you in the know. If you're an old or new comic books fan, this is the podcast for you. And every Saturday, Ryan and I team up for an action-packed blockbuster with Super Action Bros, where we watch movies with explosions and car chases. Strap in, everybody, and get your popcorn ready, because Super Action Bros is coming your way. And finally, the dark and spooky side of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. That's right, boys and girls. Get ready for some scares. It's Eyes in the Dark with Chewy, Evan, and James as they watch classic horror movies and some of those that were made just as a quick cash grab. Well, everybody, that's all the shows of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Odds are you're listening to one right now or I wouldn't even be here. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to subscribe to us and sit back, relax, and enjoy another fine Stuff and Things Network podcast. By Grabthar's hammer. What a savings. Welcome to Super Action Bros, a podcast talking about movies with explosions and car chases. And bad guys with sweet late 90s haircuts, even though they're aliens. Oh, man, and those Rattler things. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Ryan. And I'm Ian. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the final week of March of the Final Frontier, where we celebrate the Star Trek movies, which we've done already, so we need to celebrate what some consider the best Star Trek movie. Some who also have two thumbs and are pointing themselves right now. Yes, uh, which is actually, well, we didn't know how to really end this because there's only three ty- three series of Star Trek movies, so we thought, let's go out with a bang. Let's go out Weird Al style with a parody. I and actually proposed this month specifically so that we could watch this movie. Yes, correct. <laughs> and that movie is Galaxy Quest. Yes. Uh, the action-adventure comedy. Uh, before we get into Galaxy Quest, we want to let you guys know a couple ways you can reach out to us uh, if you like things that we do and you want to get involved. Uh, way number one, the easiest way is to visit uh, our website. It's the website of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, stuffandthingsnetwork.com. Uh, you can go to that website, click on the Super Action Bros album artwork, and get links to uh, ways to subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, you can also... Uh, Follow us on social media such as Twitter, Facebook, uh, Tumblr, Instagram. Uh, we all, of course have Letterbox there as well. Uh, everything is listed right there. 
you can also uh, reach out to us um, yeah, via, via email if you'd like. Uh, the, we do have a little contact form there you can fill out. You can fill out, select our show, give us some, some cool reviews, or tell us, hey, you guys were wrong. Search for Spock's the best one, and here's why. Which we've had some people tell us that that's their favorite, second favorite you after Wrath of Khan. That's but. fine. Nothing. Nobody's perfect. You know what? Some people really like Dark Knight Rises. They're wrong, but some people really like that yeah. movie. Um, and you can also reach out to us individually on Twitter. Uh, for me, Ian, it's at irich. That's at i r i t c h. I'm on Twitter also. Ryan Roop. R y a n r u p p e. Cool. Okay, so that is how you can reach out to us. Uh, so Ryan, we watched Galaxy Quest. Yeah. You- hey, one thing. Uh, quick, quick program note. Somebody. Yes. Uh, one of our fans tweeted yes. at us and educated our our ignorant butts uh, about the a character from Star Trek Wrath of Khan 2, a.k.a. Star Trek Into Darkness. Yes. Uh, it was our friend Tim at Vader42, uh, who was saying that the cute blonde girl in Star- Into Darkness is Carol Marcus, mm-hmm. who's the character that's Kirk's ex slash baby daddy in Wrath of Khan. No, baby No, I'm mommy. sorry, baby mama. <laughs> baby daddy is... The other would way. be that. Yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> oh, really? Well, there you go. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know they that. Did, she, they I, drew I, from the uh, from I, the continuity. I think she's the one because I feel like at the end, and maybe it's it's the end of of the episode, the television episode with um, Khan in it, but like somebody from the Enterprise who's a lady leaves with Khan and decides like they want to go join this this new utopia. Maybe that's her. Hmm. Maybe we could look it up on Wikipedia, but we're too lazy to. Yeah, there you go. Um, so. Ryan, Galaxy Quest. Oh, man. I love Galaxy Quest. I do, too. I remember I went, I begged my dad to go see this movie. In the movie oh, yeah? I did not see this in the movie theater. I, I did. My dad, because I was like, it looks funny. I like Tim Allen. And he's like, this is like, this is like post like the Santa Claus yeah, and yeah. like that movie Jungle was, to Jungle and all the things. Yeah. All let's, the let's be ones. honest. This is one of the very few movies with Tim Allen in it that's not just trash. No, this is And all of the really other ones. Good. Our Toy Story movies. <laughs> That's true. I bet there's another one, mm. other good movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some research. Okay, I bet uh, I can find one. Big Trouble is pretty funny. <laughs> no, and it also has Patrick Warburton and Zoe Deschanel in it. All right. Anyway, point is Tim Allen's in this movie, but yeah. um, I really enjoyed this movie. When I first saw it. my dad was actually pleasantly surprised. Like that was actually pretty funny. Yeah, he was like, "How's it gonna be done?" But it's pretty it's a smart commentary in the oh, on, man. on Star Trek. Um. So basically, uh, this movie is a parody of Star Trek, essentially. Yeah. If you know, you're not familiar with Galaxy Quest. It's funny. Uh, my wife and I started watching Next Generation uh, like a couple of years ago. Um, kind of, she was protesting it, and I was like, well, look, we'll just, we'll just watch an episode. And we got pretty heavily into Star Trek Next Generation. And then uh, after Alan Mc- Rickman died last year, I was like, hey, I really want to watch Galaxy Quest. And she's like, why? That movie looks like it's terrible. I was like... No, like, are you kidding me? Like, the movie's super good. (laughs) And she's like, no, like, everything I've seen about it just makes it look like, you know, Tim Allen, and it's dumb. And and I was like... Yo, you very clearly haven't seen this. Well, yeah, I was like, how how do you live in this world? Like, this this is my extremely nerdy wife, and she just... Had no like, like she had ha- seen like one bad commercial probably like mm-hmm. and and there's something that's worth mentioning is that this movie was clearly shot as a PG thirteen rated movie but then they they edited it down to PG uh, mm-hmm. and so in the original trailer there were shots that aren't in the movie one of them involves Sigourney Weaver just sort of tearing her top off as a distraction um, <laughs> which you see the evidence I heard of it in was the movie even supposed to go further than that like I heard it was originally planned as like an R rated and then Sigourney Weaver's like no I. I'm Sigourney Weaver. I'm not just... Well, and that explains a lot about one of the characters and why he's just so calm all the time. (laughs) 
<laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll get there. Uh, but and they, but, they mention it once. They're allowed to ask it once, yeah. and then they move forward. But then my I watch it with my wife, and she's like, "That was good. That was yeah, really good." It's and funny. I'm like, "Yeah, this movie is." I don't know if you call it a cult classic or like a secret, like a secretly. I would great say at movie. this point, it's like it's like it's like one of those comedies that you like. If you're in the know, you know, because I know people like like you and I who love this movie. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's kind of like. I know it sounds weird. It's not the same at all, but it's kind of like when you know people who've seen like the Christopher Guest movies, and you're like, you can judge their sense of humor based on that. Yeah, like you'd be like, oh, like I, you're one of my people because you get this. <laughs> it's kind of how I feel about, and I know it's gonna sound weird, but it's kind of how I feel about Pee Wee's Big Adventure. A lot of okay, people, yeah, yeah. Like I, I can like if you can get past the whole it hits Pee Wee Herman, and we all know what happened with him. Like, yeah, if you can get past that and be Paul like, Pee Wee Herman is a character. Paul Rubens is the man. Yeah. So, um, but it's like if you get that. Yeah, this is one of those types of movies where it's like, if you understand the humor and you get this, you're one of my people. So, yeah. um, let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the cast and crew. Well, let's do this. Let's give a brief plot synopsis of the, the what's what's the elevator pitch for this movie? Sure, sure. It's it's imagine if the if the actors who were in the original Star Trek series uh-huh. were taken up by an alien race and found out that that alien race. Thought that Star Trek was really real, yeah, and they had made an actual spacefaring duplicate of everything. Yes, <laughs> that's and like, how did nobody think of this before? Oh man, I feel like <laughs> this is a great idea, especially because you could see it's so sti- it's so based in like the idea that there are all these people like us, and I'm allowed to say it, all these nerds oh, who, yeah, go to, who go to Star Trek convention. What's the time now? Like. Like now somebody going to a convention is cool. Yeah. But then it was like, like a Star Trek. This is convention. 1999. This is yeah. like, oh, you like you don't talk to like other human beings. This is only like right? fi- like five or six short years away from like the con when the Comic-Con boom started though. Well, I mean, this is this is still at a point where like, oh, I, I read it on the internet is like yeah. a big joke. Mm-hmm. And so like the idea behind like, okay, well, what if some of those people who ask all those ridiculous questions are legitimate yeah <laughs> not only that let's make it wackier they're aliens and not only that but they like it, it's 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 smart it's like a great way to poke fun at like the star trek fandom and star trek but without being like but with total love yeah it was like without without being like you know what's the word i'm looking for Look at these it, idiots. Uh, was it re- reductive or what is it what's the what's the reducto term? ad absurdum where you just take it to the most extreme and just no, make fun it's, of everybody. Uh, what is it? Yeah. Well, what is it when like you just like rip things apart, like hardcore, like and you don't no, care? There's a lot of different words. For there's that. like a specific term I'm looking for, but I can't well, think of it. You'll think of it later. Yeah, probably. But like it's lo- it's loving poking fun at. It's like yeah. it's yeah. It's, so it's like making fun of you and your friends exactly for, for being dumb guys, and you're like, yeah, we are all dumb guys. So who made this movie, Ryan? Who is responsible? Sure. Uh, it's it's um. Largely the product. This movie is an interesting. Has an interesting history. Uh, the director who directed it is uh, Dean Parasot. Parasot. I'm not sure how to say his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, his other big director credits are Red Two and Home Fries and Fun with Dick and Jane. Oh, yeah, man. and he's also directed a lot of television, which I think mm-hmm. makes him an appropriate director for this because oh, he did it, Monk. Yeah, and he worked a lot with tick? with that guy. But it makes sense that he directed a lot <laughs> that of television. Guy, you, mean, you know his name, right? I can't think of his name. I'm going to look it up on my phone. No, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to. You have to care. guess it. I don't care. I really like it's, him as an actor, too. Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub is great. Uh, but but I, but I like it makes sense to have a television, like a like a, a 
somebody who has a lot of skill in television directing directing a movie like this because it's so rooted in television mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. It, that directing it like it's a long episode of television really really works mm-hmm. uh and and this really feels there are moments where it really feels like star trek especially star trek next generation um and then they just take things to an extreme and it's great it's true um but but i think more interestingly the writer is this guy david howard uh, and he wrote the story and the screenplay uh, with some help from Robert Gordon on the screenplay. And it's and, all he's And this known is it. For. This is basically all he's done. Um, and so it's it's one of those things where it's he's got to be like that guy. And he wrote this one script, and then it was just like his baby for a while. You know who was attached to direct this movie before the guy who directed it did? No, Harold Ramis. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, and and apparently Harold Ramis was talking to Alec Baldwin as the main character. I can see that too. And then. When they when the studio was like, oh no no, we're gonna get Tim Allen, then he was like, no, I'm done. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, my understanding, nothing against Tim Allen, but apparently he's sort of a nightmare uh, in a professional sense and like in a dealing with women sense. Uh, and so, I mean, can't fault the guy. Um, but we should talk about the cast. Let's talk about uh, the cast. Yeah, so obviously, a lot of people. Well, in this and movie. and it's funny because it's it's the casting had to be done really carefully because you're casting for like three things. Basically, normally you cast a movie and you're casting an actor for that character. Yeah. But they're casting Tim Allen as William Shatner and Tim Allen as James T. Kirk. Yeah. And, and Tim Allen as sort of like, you know, what would happen if If this happens? You know, it's not just historical. Uh, and so I think they did a really good job. So Tim Allen plays this sort of full of himself idiot. Jason uh, Nesmith. <laughs> Let, let's see if I can remember the names of the characters. All right. Uh, it was, uh, uh, was what is his name? Oh, my gosh. Oh, you can't, you're trying to think of his, his, uh, his character his name. Galaxy his, Quest yeah, name? his Galaxy Quest name. Yeah, his Galaxy Quest name. He plays Captain uh, Taggart? Quincy yeah, Taggart? Yeah. No, it's 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 something Quincy, James Quincy James Taggart. James Quincy Taggart. Uh, is what it is. Oh, man. Uh, we've got Sigourney Weaver, the queen of science fiction herself in this movie. Gwen DeMarco. Her name was like Tammy, <laughs> something real bad. Yeah, yeah. It was like Tammy something, something, something that sounds like 1980s like Playboy model. And let, let's be sure, like, like, no, I, no. Her character's name was Tawny Madison. Tawny Madison. That's her character's. That's her character's character's her name. Character's character's name. Her name was Gwen DeMarco. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. Oh boy. They, uh, they they really did a good job with naming these characters too. Oh, yeah, they did super good. And like going back before we before we just just rush over Tim Allen. Um, I think he did. A, he does like a really decent job of like like I don't think he's. I think he's a good choice. Actually, it's kind of no, yeah, weird. Yeah, he he worked. He does well. He because he doesn't really have to do. I don't know. He kind of pulls off like the Shatner. Like yeah. he believes, and he does it without being without being a caricature of the Shatner because it's really easy to character the character. For sure, you know, he doesn't do the like he does bad acting pauses, but not like but not the not Shatner. like the Shatner yeah. thing, you know. And the thing is too, like they they portray his character as if like he really loves this, which I think for many years Shatner did. Oh yeah, like, Shatner he was, like, milked it for a super long time. And uh, unlike 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 uh, the next person we're going to talk about, which yeah. is. Uh, the late great Alan Rickman, which is that's a little. Let's be honest, a little bit part of the reason that we we watched we wanted oh, yeah, to watch this. We just want to talk about Rickman is. some more because well, Rickman's the best. And and so Rickman plays uh, his character. He plays Alexander Dane. Yes, who's supposed to be a serious actor. Yes, and then his character's name is Doctor Lazarus. He's, he's the, an alien he's with the a, Spock. With a, yeah, he's definitely the Spock. Uh, <laughs> but then he's also the Leonard Nimoy. Yes, the and Leonard Nimoy at at. At one point in Star Trek's 
history and fandom, Leonard Nimoy was like, I'm not going to do events. I don't want to talk about Star Trek. Don't think of me as the Star Trek guy. I want to do other things. I want to talk just about Bigfoot. Me, don't just think of me about <laughs> Spock. But but then at some point later, he realized like, you know, the fans love it and there's a lot of money to be at made At least here. I'm known for something. And yeah. I mean, and, and he had the Bilbo Baggins song, but really... <laughs> If you don't, if you've never heard that, yeah, by the way, look up Nimoy. Bill oh man, look up. Just watch. You know what? It, it's it's not enough just to hear the song. You have to watch the video yeah, with like really these helps. '60s beach bunnies dancing around him, all wacky and stuff. And he's like in like a like a like a captain's jacket and like a turtleneck and no, with his like spot a, I think it's a oh, Nehru jacket. It's just, oh, it's so great. It's it's the best. Like everyone's always like, oh Shatner, no. Nimoy. Nimoy, you gotta yeah, watch that. I feel like Nimoy had there a lot. is. I believe there's actually a a, com, a a combination album they put together of like of, of like uh, I think it's I gotta find. It. I I added it on Apple Music, but it's like a combination of Nimoy and and um and Shatner, and, and Shatner. like not it's like they mix the two albums of theirs together oh, into one compilation of, of awesomeness. Uh, so yeah, Alan Rickman's super great. Uh, up next is Tony Shalhoub. Yes, Tony uh, Shalhoub. Who's also just. You might Everything know him I've ever from seen Monk. him in. He's Monk. also in Men in Black. Yes. He's I in mean, a lot of things. He's, he's, a, he's one of those that guy actors, but I think... He's uh, just slightly... like I think with Monk, he elevated yeah, himself Yeah, Monk to, is probably the most well-known known thing he's for something. In. But man, does he... <laughs> he's... Tony Shalhoub is great in everything. Yes. Let's let's just lay that out first. But his character is supposed to be high all the time in this but, movie. Which they mentioned one time as a throwaway line. Uh, the next person we're going to talk about says it as a throwaway line. And you're like... Oh, I didn't understand as a kid. And it's funny because when I watched this recently and I thought about it, I was like, oh, that oh, that part makes sense. Oh, okay, now it all makes sense. Now it all makes sense why yeah. he's acting that way. So. But, you know, it's really interesting. So so his character's name is Fred Kwan, mm-hmm. and then the character's character's name is like Lieutenant Chen or something. Yeah. And so it's it him being cast as that character and that being his name is a play on how kind of in the 60s and 70s and even in the 80s and even still happens sometimes, they will cast non-Asian actors to play Asian roles. And you'll notice that every time he does like a bit where it's them filming the show. Yeah, he like squ- he squints, squints his, his eyes, eyes a little bit. I noticed that. And that's exactly why. <laughs> um but I feel like okay and with okay with with um not the next character, but the character after. I feel like with the other main character they do here, they're kind of trying to mix they mix next generation mm-hmm. and the original Star Trek series kind of like like pretty well in this because i feel and having having knowing this because i've been watching a lot of the next generation yeah. i just watched this one where they go to this planet where all these aliens make out with each other but when you break any law you you get killed yeah and they almost kill they almost kill will wheaton <laughs> he is boy he's he, he <laughs> it's I, weird scene because i'm used like to will, will wheaton. wheaton i'm used to will wheaton in one aspect which is like how he looks now with like yeah. the beard and all that i'm not used to seeing him like that it's weird <laughs> Yeah, I just uh, got to the it's, episode it's, where yeah, it's, um, it's weird. Like kid, will we? I just got to the episode where Deanna Troy was going to get married, but then this the like you know oh yeah then that then that that guy shows up and he's like I've been seeing visions of this girl and turns out she's like a space leper and like she and he's a doctor oh, and needs man. to help people. Oh god, it's weird. And then like there's the, a lot of really weird Troy what, episodes. What I've no no, no what I've noticed about the first season of Next Generation, then we'll get back to Galaxy Quest. Every episode mentions sexy times. Yep. Every like if if it isn't like the word sex isn't said, there will be something about like naked. Like that episode they talk about how oh like like whatever what are, what is Donna was Deanna Troy's um she's a betazoid. Yeah. So like like oh that 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 uh that ceremony's done naked. Oh yeah. Like everybody's gotta be this is sexy Star Trek. 
hey, look, there's a sexy Klingon. <laughs> I'm like, what oh, are you man. Doing? It was weird. It's just like, why? Like, it, it didn't, like, the first episode didn't have that. Like, slowly, like, the second episode onward, like, at least once. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they send Wesley down to like the makeout kissy planet. Like, see if this is good for young people to enjoy. Wesley, I'm like, <laughs> see if it were me, I'd be like, yeah, let's go. And Wes is like, I don't know, I'm a nerd. I don't know. Does this have to do with the Enterprise? Yeah, what no, does this have to do no, with Wesley, science, Captain? Wesley, go kiss a girl. <laughs> can can right. I work on? Can I work on the? <laughs> All right, let's go back to Galaxy Quest. Can I work on the? On the on the tractor beam. All right. So what's wrong which, with you? <laughs> uh, we've got Daryl Mitchell who plays Tommy Weber, who played Lieutenant Laredo uh, on the show. <laughs> My mom's a girl, but Captain Picard. <laughs> Gosh, Captain Picard and his mom have a thing. Captain uh, Picard is like although also we should start a new pod, a podcast about this, but Pat Captain oh. Picard is such a jerk. He's oh yeah, he's so good. I can see now he gets better now that well now that I've read. Uh, now that I know about older X Men, and now I know about this, I could see why they cast because Professor Xavier is oh, kind yeah. of a jerk. Oh, he totally. So is. it works out. Um, oh man. Yeah. So uh, that's what was, was right. and that's that's where I was going with that Will Wheaton comment was like with um, with uh, Tommy Weber, aka yeah. uh, was it Laredo. Laredo, yeah. Um, like they're definitely trying to go for that. Like Will Wheaton, like I'm the young kid, I'm the kid on the ship. Like, yeah. Like that's a thing. That's how you're gonna get kids involved. Oh boy. Oh man, it's so good. I have a quote from Will Wheaton afterwards that that uh, plays it even better. All right. Uh, so also, I'm and I'm saving somebody for last. Uh, but um, Enrico Corlantoni, another is one the of those that guy actors. Yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. But dude, so I was reading about this. So the way he talks in this movie is so funny. Yes, it's like it's like so good. Like the sing-song monotone thing. Apparently he just came up with that on the set and was just walking around talking to people like that for fun and they were like you should talk like that in the movie. He's like, "All right." Mm-hmm. And that was it. And that's where <laughs> that's where it came from. There it's like go. one of the funniest bits in the movie is every time he talks, "You are our last hope." <laughs> and he just uh, came up with uh, it. Uh, uh. <laughs> like, hey, model as small as this. Oh, so funny. Um, um, Missy Pyle is one of the aliens, and she's been in a zillion things, but this was her film debut. <laughs> I love her in this. I love I, my, my, what I, the point I love. I just love how, because she doesn't have to say anything. And at, and at the she beginning. She just has to have that Missy Pyle face, and you know. <laughs> Like, what's going on? That's actually one of my favorite bits is the very beginning where she's just there with that smile and and uh, <laughs> and and Tim Allen looks over and he's all, hey, how are you? And he's all, oh, she can't talk. Her communicator, her, her translator's broken. And then he looks over at her and she's all, la, 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 la. That's <laughs> just so ridiculous. Yeah. I, I see. I like it towards the end where they actually, where they crash the ship and they all like stumble out and they go like, what does they say? Like, oh, I guess this is in the first movie. She's they go like, oh, oh it's, uh, they, they go, oh, it's, uh, what, what's, what's, it's Tony Shalhoub's character is Fred Kwan and the doctor and a friend. Yeah. And then when <laughs> By they, the way, when they show out, her name, it's, it's Jane Doe. Shout out to if I, I'm, I'm hoping I'm getting his name right. Kids in the Hall actor, yep. Kevin McDonald. Yeah. Kevin it's McDonald? totally that guy. Oh my God. I love him. I love Kids in the Hall. If you've never watched Kids in the Hall, it's like, Canadian Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live, but better. I don't know how to describe it because it is no, it's, it's, it's that's Michaels. exactly what it is. It's yeah. so good. Uh, so other people that are worth mentioning in the cast. This is Justin Long's film debut. Yes. So I'm a Mac. 
This was the first time he was anything. Do you know who it's, else was in this? I almost wonder There's if more people. There's oh, a no, lot no. of people. Rain Wilson is in this. It's yes. his film debut also. <laughs> um also uh, uh so fun, that's Dwight from the office. Yes. Another fun fun one. Um Jed Reese, who you, you he's been in a lot he's a that guy actor. Uh, most famously known oh, yeah, probably yeah, for the ringer. The aliens. For the ringer. Oh, okay, yeah. If yeah. you're one of the if you're one of a, if you're a terrible person like me and my roommate Chewy, who we enjoy that movie. Uh, he was also in Deadpool, actually, just recently. Oh, nice. uh, I was like, oh, there he is, is that guy. Um, let's see who else is in here. Uh, there's some more. Uh, Sam Lloyd, very briefly. Uh, Sam Lloyd, who you may know if you've ever watched Scrubs. He's uh, oh, yeah, another yeah. Scrubs actor. And then we we get to the 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 person who makes this movie. I feel more than anybody else, Sam Rockwell. Oh my god, who plays Guy Fleet? Sam Rockwell, number six. Sam Rockwell. I I love Sam Rockwell. I like he's he's great in Ninja Turtles and he's great in everything since then. There is. I've never seen a movie that has Sam Rockwell in it that I haven't enjoyed him in that movie. <laughs> I love Sam Rockwell. Even yeah. in Iron Man 2, Sam Rockwell no, was good. he's always great. There's a great part in this movie where uh, where after they get beamed onto the thing, mm-hmm. where they're all sort of standing there freaking out, and, <laughs> yeah, and he just... And hold on. You're not building it up right. No, 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 because we're going to get there. <laughs> all right, well, we'll talk about it. There's a great part, and I got a, I got a funny story about it Okay. Uh, that I read on IMDb. All right. Uh, so, dude, the cast in this movie is, is super it's, solid. It's solid, but it, it's funny because you could argue that the cast in this movie is a B cast. Yeah, it's not an A cast. Even in nineteen ninety nine, Tim Allen. Even in nineteen ninety nine, Tim Allen wasn't really an A actor. No, anymore. this was like yeah, a post. This is way post Home Improvement. improvement Nobody that. walked around going R R R anymore. Uh-huh. Oh god. <laughs> um, so I can tell. Last time I did that, when I introduced this this movie, you encouraged <laughs> a little. Oh yeah, it hurts me to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just want to like stab something. Um, I feel like if if we're gonna talk about, we talked about how you're the Spock and I'm the Kirk. If we're really gonna be honest, I'm Tim the Tool Man Taylor. Oh man, I'm Al. You're Al. Not just because of the beard. I don't think though, so, right? Tim. Oh yeah, I, I used to say that to a friend of mine because I have a beard too, and he used to laugh and laugh and laugh when I'd say that. I <laughs> there was a period of time in college where people just called me Al all the time. <laughs> did you wear like, plaid shirts all the time? Because if I, you did, you were bringing it upon yourself. I did not. I just wore t-shirts. Oh, okay. Pledge shirts it's okay. I got called Jack Black for a long, a oh, long I, time. I got that one too. Even from like my nephews, <laughs> which I couldn't tell. Hey, like, Uncle Jack that, Black, is that an insult not, or is that an insult or a compliment? Because I like Jack Black. Yeah, I mean, but are you just doing that because I'm funny? Or are you doing that because I'm fat? Yeah, or <laughs> hopefully it's a combination. Yeah, I, I'd, I had, I had girls that were like, the, <laughs> quote, I had girls that were quote, quote unquote the pretty girls calling me that. Uh, I don't know. I'm like, do you, do, you, do you like Jack Black? Do you want to kiss Jack Black? <laughs> <laughs> They're all no. He's just funny. All right, uh, he's, he'd be a really good friend. Uh, <laughs> so that's the cast and crew. Yes. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the MacGuffin. MacGuffin and the theme. So okay. so MacGuffin. Uh, for those of you who've never listened to our show before, uh, it is an Alfred Hitchcock kind of filmmaking term. Uh, typically, it means the the thing that everybody's trying to get the the thing that drives the action. Mm-hmm. Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. Um, what would you say ian is the this is a toughie yeah um, i feel like this movie is almost you could almost argue that it's not an action movie yeah well it's a comedy it's an action it comedy with um, the with heavy on the comedy light on the action. heavy yeah heavy on the comedy i think it's more that we were in the realm of star trek i mean you could also argue based on what we watched that, <laughs> that, that yeah that you know, search for spock we, is not an action we movie. always say action movies here but we we cross genre into action adventure movie mm. adventure movies don't always have a lot of punch and stuff but there's a lot That's of stuff true. going on but it, but in in 2016 there there adventure movies almost don't exist anymore yes they don't 
because uh, they're action movies. Yeah. And in 1999, this movie's 17 years old. Yes. This oh, movie can God. get a driver's license. Um, <laughs> this movie can almost vote and oh, fire a gun. Uh, well, you can fire a gun if you're younger than... Anyway, uh, <laughs> depending on what state you're in. Yes. Uh, so I I feel like there's a lot of themes of like... I feel I sense a big theme, and I and I don't ask me to point to something specific, but the theme of failure, yeah, is pretty heavy. And not we just, didn't even talk about the MacGuffin. We didn't even try. Well, I mean, <laughs> we're getting there. I feel okay. Like. All right, but but in the sense, not like oh, you failed, but like just like I have failed, and you know what? All right, I'm you know my life still exists. I'm still here. But but it's also this is how to move forward. You know, I'm going to move forward from. Because there's a lot about like accepting, and it's funny because we mentioned it with Star Trek, we talk about just Leonard Nimoy a minute ago. A lot of it is about like accepting what you are and being okay with that. Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, both from like from the standpoint of the aliens, because at the end they're like, oh well, we don't have a leader anymore, and he's like, no, you have you, you're the leader. Yeah. Or but even like from from the perspective of Alan Rickman's character who hates this garbage and wishes he was a good actor, but can't lives in a crappy apartment and, and this There's is all a he's got really and at the end he's like he's like you know actually. what yeah he actually you know is for, is for, down with it for and, a movie and, that makes fun of star trek there's a really touching scene with him where it kind of like that idea comes full circle yeah which is where this one guy who's on the ship is like hey you know like i i know i'm this alien race but i've modeled my entire life after you like your your people and your teachings and everything and at first he treats the guy just like he would treat any, any other fan yes and he's like all right whatever whatever and at the very end, he ends up getting sh- this guy, guy ends up getting dies. shot and dies. And as he's holding him dying, he's like, "Please, just like like say the say the thing that you yeah, the say. catchphrase that you that you detest so much now." Like, and that to, and that sounds silly for a movie that makes fun of Star Trek, but this kind of goes full circle with yeah. it. Like, and, it's, and that's the only that's time the in Leonard the movie. Nimoy journey right yeah, there. It is. And it's the only time in the movie that he really Leonard- actually like says it. As Alan Rickman, Leonard the actor. Nimoy's final like I know it's gonna sound silly Len, Len, in this in this day and age, but Leonard Nimoy's final tweet said ha, ended with "Live long and prosper." Oh, actually, all of his tweets. Yeah, but like the fact that he embraced that yeah. at the end was like, yeah, like his, I've I've come to terms that this is who I am. And his I'm okay last on screen film role was Star Trek Into Darkness as Spock. Yeah, yeah. so there you go. No, but it, but so so I feel like I feel like in a sense the MacGuffin is sort of. If we want a physical MacGuffin, I think it's. Uh, if we I want a physical MacGuffin, one. I well, I would say I would argue Saris is the physical MacGuffin. The yeah, villain. they're trying to because catch him, that he's to get he's him. he's like what everybody what what is driving the plot for. We have to stop him. We have yeah, to yeah, do yeah, that. Right. We ha- it's always about him. Even toward even until the very end last, of the movie, the very last few the moments, very yeah, last right. few moments, it's all involving it's all about him. Defeating That's him, but- at a certain point, what what drives the actually drives the plot forward, but yeah. but as far as on an emotional level, I think the idea of failure and acceptance. Of yeah. what is failure? How do coming, you define coming failure? to terms with with you know where your life has taken you? Yeah, and then taking those next steps. I'm sort so like happy we're looking coming, more into movies than like winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've grown as film sorry, critics, I sorry, guess. Listeners. Uh, but it's it's like coming we, to we terms with your past and then using that as a as new. a trajectory for your future. Agreed. Yes, I, I I think there's no better way to say it than that. Oh man, that's part of the reason this movie's so good. It, it is. I mean, and that's the funny thing is you wouldn't think that this again you would not think that a movie called Galaxy Quest where they're just spoofing Star Trek is yeah. going to be great but but they it's so well thought out it is. everything is so well thought out and put together um 
e- even from the little moments that like are throwaway moments. Like there are so many good throwaway moments in this like, movie, both like, emotionally and humorously. Like in the beginning, when Sam Rockwell's like stretching for time, that's one of my favorites. Where he's like, "These people weren't just characters. Like we knew they weren't just you know." shipmates they were friends like i've been to comic-con panels where it's just that banal garbage no one cares about it talk where you're just like shut up and show me the movie trailer like just just get there i don't need to know what was it like you know when you were when you had heard you had gotten the role of bruce wayne in the bath like what was what was the first sandwich you ate after you did that like I don't nobody cares black forest ham (laughs) yeah bruce wayne's favorite of course (laughs) You know, I, I feel do, like Bruce I, Wayne would be like a like a turkey guy. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, but no. <laughs> He'd probably just eat like a CrossFit. I feel like, like oh, I, I, I feel a, like ham and a... cheese is more of a Clark Kent thing, and then well, yeah, we're no, getting I, off topic here. It's yeah. wrong podcast. <laughs> anyway, um, let's talk about uh, let's act- talk about some. I, think, I feel like the action slash comedy. Yeah, I want to talk about some of, of the comedy. You know what? Beats. We're, we're, we're gonna, this is going to be more more out of parts of the movie we really like. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, um, I think. The best bit in this movie is the opening of the electronic store. Oh well, yeah, you, you just love the dry uh, sadness. No, no, but, but you every, probably heard it at the top of our episode. <laughs> everybody's bit, everybody's bit on that stage is so carefully done. <laughs> like even how how Sigourney Weaver is like, well, you know, I'm the, the you know, I'll I'll do the scissors. That's fine. Whatever, like everybody's everybody's bit there is so well done. Yes, uh, and I, I think it's I think it's really the actors that they really acted the heck out of this movie that they really didn't need to. Like they could have all phoned it in a little more; yeah. it would have been okay. But that's what makes this movie super. Like good. Rickman commit. One thing I will say about Rickman: Rickman commits to every role he plays. He does like hardcore commits. Like whether he's like Hans Gruber or like the Sheriff of Nottingham. Or a freaking, or, or a wiz, like the most like evil slash is he good, is he bad wizard? If you haven't seen Harry Potter, I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's good. I almost um, said it too. <laughs> Always? Is that what you were going to say? No, that's not oh, what I was going to say. Heartbreak. Watched those recently with a girlfriend. Started uh, crying. She's like. <laughs> I need a little distance right now. Uh, <laughs> no, Rickman's fantastic. Um but oh, like man. everybody sells their parts so well. You know what? There's a part, uh, the the part that sort of is the beginning of the of the plot moving forward in this movie is when um, Tim Allen is in the bathroom and he hears people making fun of Star Trek nerds, and then he hears people saying like, oh, "I can't believe that that Jason Nesmith like he's into this. Like, what a, what an idiot! He hasn't had a role in twenty years. What a loser!" And you know that's based on a thing that actually happened to Shatner. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Really? That's terrible. I know. Isn't that awful? Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad smiling, but it's it's kind of funny, but it's kind of like. But I mean, depressing. well, jokes on them. Everyone loves William Shatner. Oh, yeah. William this Shatner's is before, making more see, money. Here's the than thing. This is before the nerds won. When the, Once true. the nerds won, everyone loves William I feel Shatner like, now. I feel like a movie like this, this movie couldn't happen now. Yeah. No, it couldn't because there's too many people who love this stuff. There's yeah. too many people who are like, yeah, I play football, but I also watch Star Trek. Whatever. Well, I feel it's like, like what? What world? I are we feel living like in? even then in 1999, yeah, there was people who played football and watched Star Trek. Sure, but they didn't talk about Star. No, Trek. No, they didn't talk about it. Not at all. They were like, no. well, hey, you know, let's talk about football. Hey, did you watch Star Trek last night? Man, I was. I watch. I play football. 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 Yeah, that's that's how it was growing <laughs> up in Texas. Uh, 
but but now yeah you're right the nerds have won and it makes it a very different movie now in 2016 it's almost like an artifact of the past it is it's weird because it's, it's ner- so weird nerd culture not that like long ago but nerd culture isn't like this anymore yeah. everyone's a nerd and it's funny because I don't mean to keep bringing up my girlfriend, but she, but she talks about like, oh, I'm not a nerd. I'm like, oh, you, the one who has om- om- only only Star Wars T-shirts and loves Lord of the Rings. Yes, you couldn't be a nerd in any way. I'm like, just because you don't like comic books or like you don't like a certain part of nerddom doesn't make you not a nerd. A nerd is not a bad word anymore. No. It's like it's sometimes overused <laughs> to yeah, people who are like, I'm so nerdy. Are you? No. <laughs> just because you're wearing fake glasses and you your socks pulled up. Just because you like, just because you also watched Nickelodeon as a kid <laughs> and you just remember because some you of went and saw Avengers with the rest of the world. <laughs> it doesn't make... No, you know what though? Like, but we, it's a very inclusive culture. Yeah. You, if you, if you want to be a nerd, then you're a nerd. Go for it. Yeah. We, we're like accepting all applicants. It's, it's, you know, it yeah, is the whole nerd thing. It's just when people start talking about, Oh, nerd culture. I'm like, don't, yeah. It's nothing special. No, I mean it's it's a part. It's a lot of guys. There's nerd culture, but like it doesn't. It's not. And then we're getting off topic here. Anyway, um, what are some other great parts in this movie? (laughs) Uh, The part where they all get go into space, beamed up. So what was the Sam Rockwell story that you wanted? to tell? Oh man. Okay. So so they get beamed up and they all get enveloped in some sort of CG goo. Yeah. uh, And then they end up, you know, they fly through space. Like the grosser version of like the sparkly twinkies. And they're all just sort of standing there, sort of like freaking out. Mm Mm-hmm. And As these like octopus creatures come yeah, in, yeah, coming in with with metal like, things, <laughs> robes and, and stuff. And so the octopus creatures are like, "Oh, we forgot!" And then they turn on their little, you know, appearance generators, or whatever. Yeah. And then, uh, and then they're like, and then, so there, so all the people are just freaking out. They have these like looks of horror on their horror, face, just yeah. like silent shock. And then they beam in Tony Shalhoub, and he's like, "Ha! Well, that was a hell of a thing." <laughs> He's just like, wow! Hey, look at that! We're we're in a spaceship. It's great. He's just <laughs> he's like, so wow! Hot. That's well, he's so wow. high. Well, I don't. You know, I don't even know if he is because right. Yeah, no, no, no. I I get that he's intended to be, but like I've known those people who are like, I don't know if you're just high all the time or like being like the amount that like you've nothing consumed, surprises you. The amount that you've consumed has just put you in this constant state of mellow chill, uh-huh. and like nothing, like nothing <laughs> touches you at all. Yes. And, but, then, but then Sam Rockwell caps the scene well. Oh, man. And then Sam Rockwell just out of nowhere just shrieks. Shrieks. And the great thing is if you watch Sigourney Weaver jumps because that, that wasn't was, in the script. <laughs> he just, he just <laughs> did it. <laughs> and, every, and, and she didn't realize that that's what he was going to do. What's my, what's my last name? I don't even have one. I don't have one. You have a last name. Everyone has a last name. What if, what if do you're... I? Do I? Do I? Oh, and that's another good bit between the two of them is he's sh- so he's hey. shouting that at Fred yeah. Kwan, and he's like, "Well, you know, what if you're not the guy who's about to die? What if you're the plucky comic relief?" And then he like pauses for a second, and then and then just oh man, I love Tony Shalhoub's reading of this. Where he's just like, <laughs> "I just had the greatest idea." <laughs> And then they beam the rock monster into where all the <laughs> aliens are. But it's just like, just like either Tony Shalhoub. It, it's probably I mean that's a really straightforward joke, by the way. Speaking of beaming, yeah, when they beam in that that pig and it's inside out, it's oh, really straightforward. Yeah. But man, it's like an eight year old boy. You're like, that's funny. What happened? It's guts. It turned inside out. Uh, <laughs> it turned. I just hear it turned inside out. And there's. <laughs> writhing <laughs> and it exploded there's something about like an eight-year-old boy who i don't know maybe maybe girls too but for me an eight-year-old boy like watching that being like 
This is inside out. There's his guts. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's squirting yellow fluid. You're like, and, and you're like, as an adult, you're like, something's wrong with you, son. <laughs> but like, now you're like, eh. huh. <laughs> I bet my daughter could handle this movie. Probably. Yeah, I wish we could watch <laughs> The weird pig, whatever it is, oh, pig man. dog. Um, I think I'll wait till after we go to the comic convention and show her this movie. <laughs> and she'll be like, oh, dad, that's what it was like. <laughs> that's that's you and your friends. Yeah. Talking to people. Oh, man. Hi, Kevin Connery. Remember when, you remember in Batman episode 85B? Go away, kid. Here's <laughs> I'm Batman. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're, we're just jumping around. Um, oh, man. This movie is super funny. And it also, one of the things I really like about this movie is how much it plays with. You just like by Grappler's Hammer. What a say. I do. <laughs> I would tattoo that on my butt. Uh, <laughs> with a picture of him looking like half. Yeah. <sighs> Like half dead. Oh, uh, just the the length of the pause between by Grabfire's hammer, hammer and what, what a savings. savings. The length of the pause right there is <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it is really good. I, 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 like, I like how excited Laredo is too. He's like the electronic superstar. Like I can't. Like I lose my breath. Like I can't breathe during that pause. <laughs> I like. I just like stop breathing. And I just like by Grabfire's <gasps> hammer. What is it? But it's but it's, it's, long, it's, easy, so, it's easier twice it's, uh, easier twice that long. Yeah. Uh, but all of the different Star Trek cliches happen in this movie. They're yes. like, oh, we pushed it past its limit. And then the part where 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 Tony Shalhoub is like, hey guys, just wanted to let you know, everything's gonna explode. Like, <laughs> you know, maybe ease up on whatever you're doing. Or, <laughs> you know, if not, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> FYI. It's so good because he just plays it like. If you didn't know that he was supposed to be the way he was, you might think that he's phoning it in, but he's selling it. And when I was a kid, so when I was a kid, I was just like, dude, he's just super spacey. <laughs> now we know why. He's just he just doesn't get it. Yeah. But but now I get it. Uh but then, oh, now but then I get it. like taking the shuttle down to the planet, hostile aliens that look cute at first, having yep. to get some sort of natural resource that happens to be there. Yep. That's like textbook Star Trek. It is. This is this is like it hits all the points and of then the Star like Trek episode. Fighting the alien who's overpowering you, but oh we're gonna do this clever thing with the mines or whatever. Yeah. Textbook. Yeah. Like a hundred percent Star Trek. It is. And it's and it's perfect because like how cliched it is is exactly exactly the right thing for this movie. Mm-hmm. I agree. And and normally I'm you know you you'd expect Star Trek movies to not fall in the cliches of Star Trek. You know, like first first contact definitely doesn't. Yeah. Uh but but this movie like it's perfect because they're sort of recreating Star Trek mm-hmm. in this imaginary pocket universe. Yeah. And it's and it's just on the nose. That moment also as silly as it is, it is kind of heartbreaking that moment where like Tim Allen, this is where I think Tim Allen carries a little bit more. Maybe I'm just being a softy, but when he has to describe what really is going on here. Oh man, that's the, it's oh, rough. Gosh. And like at the point where he's just, and like, and like good on them because that's a kind of a goofy scene. Like, and it's, I mean, it's, it's been a comedy so far and you know, the, the, the guy has been acting really goofy and like yeah. with his silly voice and talking like this, but like he's sitting there and he's like, like, he'll get you. Like, don't worry. Like, like the captain's here. He's going to set it all straight. He's like, no, we were we were pretending, and what? it's great because because they seeded yeah. a little bit earlier in the show in the, the movie, yeah. Uh, like, oh, you know, what about people pretending? Like, oh, lies. That's like, all this lies. Is a new, this is a new thing to us. Yes. And like, and then and then another really good joke. You know what? What about those people on Gilligan's Island? They're all those poor oh, people. people. <laughs> 
surely you don't think he'll look inside. Oh, and they all, job. at the same time, their their reactions like, oh, those poor people. people. <laughs> oh man, so good. Good writing. Great writing. And you know what? Um, I, one of the other things that I really like about this movie, from a like huge nerd fan fiction perspective, is that like I, I like to think that the Thermians got Galaxy Quest first. Because some nerd on Earth was like, well, I'm going to beam this show into space. I'm going to be the first person to beam television in space. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to do it with Galaxy Quest because obviously. That's the most important one. You know? <laughs> that's what I. That's my fan fiction background but, for the Thermians is that they were like, oh, what is this transmission? Oh, it must be historical documents. But that scene of. Um, but that scene, yeah, where, where, where Tim Allen has to tell him like, uh, like uh, you know, this is. Guys, we're in three mes- three amigos territory right now. Yeah, we're not actually. But that scene, where, but well, the well, it's not even that point. It's that point where he's like, you know, we were pretending, and he's still looking at him all, and like Sarah's like, he doesn't understand. Explain it to him as you would a child. Oh it's yeah. Like, oh, this is heartbreaking. It's like we we lied, and look the look on his face. It's funny, but at the same time, you're like, oh, this poor man. Like it's, it's like, hey, it's like if someone told you like, hey, everything you believe in. Is a lie. It's like when and you tell a kid. Proof. It's like when you tell a kid, like, remember how I said we were gonna have brownies for dessert? <laughs> no more brownies. Let's be more honest. Cover the kids' ears. Hey, remember how we told you about that fat man who brought you presents? That wasn't true. Guess what? We 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 were pretending. He doesn't understand. We lied. Santa's not real. <laughs> oh. oh, buddy. Um, but like. I don't know. There's like everything, and like by the end of this movie, it wraps up in like a nice little package. Like everybody's happy. Yeah. Nobody is upset. Everyone's Except for all the smiling. Who died when the spaceship crashed into the convention center? Well, they probably no. They just got they they jumped. Away. All of them. <laughs> all of them jumped away. Everybody in that wing. I feel worse center. for those collectibles that were all destroyed. Mint condition in box. Galaxy oh, Quest man. figures destroyed. Uh, I I love uh, another thing I really like about this movie is is uh, Justin Long and his nerds. Yeah. Yes. Where he's like. And and just the way he talks to his mom, mm-hmm. like like I, you know I can't be bothered to use contractions, mom, because this is serious business. <laughs> I'm talking to my friends about about Star Wars on the internet, <laughs> or about Star Trek, about Galaxy Quest on the internet. And I, I can't be bothered to take the trash out right now, mother. More important things are at foot. <laughs> the captain like, needs me. Oh, man. Listen, I know it's not. A, I know it's a show, all right, and it's all pretend. I'm not so kind of, It's all real. I knew it. <laughs> Justin Long selling it. Oh uh, no, he's he's super good. Uh, I've and I I just love that because like I I knew those kids. I was probably one of those. You kids. were one of those kids. I was abs- in 1999. I absolutely had access I, to the internet, and I enjoyed um, I enjoyed schematics of like the oh Millennium yeah Falcon. I I hadn't dug that deep into them, but not you know I yeah. I could have there yeah. by the grace of God. Go on. Go on. <laughs> um, Oh man, it's just like everything about this movie is so, and I don't, and you know, I, I sort of wonder if it's a generational thing because we're right at that Justin Long age mm-hmm. at that time mm-hmm. in our lives. And and so I'm sort of curious to know how this movie will play out now, now, or in maybe even like 10 or 15 years when Star Trek is no longer like, oh, that nerdy thing. It's like, oh, all these awesome J.J. Abrams movies. Yeah. And there's a couple of them, but I mean, soon it's going to be a trilogy and then it'll be a quadrilogy and whatever. They'll just keep going for They'll just keep another. making them until they stop making money. Yeah. Uh, and even then they'll make two more. Um, <laughs> that's what you do with Star Trek. That's the rule. <laughs> First Contact made money. The next two Next Generation movies didn't, but they still made them. Um, <laughs> and, and so I, I feel like 
I'm really curious to know how much longevity this movie has. I feel like this movie is still like a secret that only like the hardcore old school nerds know. I know about. some comedy fans who really enjoy it. Yeah. Um so, and, yeah. and usually like I said, those are those are the people I'm like I can tell that your humor and my humor mm-hmm. will get along very, very well. At least at least this part. Um, I don't know. So, well, I guess I don't know. Would that count as our final thoughts, Ryan? Should let, we, should we get me, a little more? I got a couple other things. Okay. Let me tell you this. My okay. when my my uh, grandfather passed several years ago, uh, and and my grandmother um, was moved into an assisted living facility. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the only DVD that they owned. Really? Yeah, and that's wow. why I own this movie on DVD. I inherited from my grandparents. Oh. My grandfather, who was a Boeing engineer who worked on NASA projects. Wow. And yeah. he loved... Did he and like he, Star Trek a lot? I, I don't know. I guess so. He really liked space and science. So I'm assuming so. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing... <laughs> That's awesome. The other parting shot is the reaction that Star Trek cast members had okay, this, about this, this movie. Okay, this I need to know. Uh, I was trying to decide if I was going to try to do... Um, impressions? Bad impressions of them. I don't think I can pull off a lot of... A lot of any of them. Everyone in your head, just imagine these people saying it. So I'll just tell Deliver you. Deliver it as flat as possible. I'll just tell you uh, who said this. So, oh man. So the Wikipedia. I wonder article, if I can guess. See if I can. Let's see if I can guess. Oh, no, what, I'll just tell you. I'll no, just, no, no. I want. No, let's make it a game. Let's see if I can guess. And I won't. I won't be like hmm, five minutes of. No, I'll just see based on shot in the dark. Let's see if I can guess who, who said what. All right, I'm gonna read these. Uh, no, I feel like it. I feel like it works better if you know who it is, though. <sighs> but I kind of want to hear it and then hear all it, right, it right, at right. the end. I'm sorry, I'm reading it flat. All right, so here's here's one quote. I had originally not wanted to see Galaxy Quest because I heard it was making fun of Star Trek, and then Jonathan Frakes rang me up and said, "You must not miss this movie. See it on a Saturday night in a full theater." And I did, and of course, I found it was brilliant. Brilliant. No one laughed louder or longer in the cinema than I did, but the idea that the ship was saved and all of our heroes in that movie were saved simply by the fact there were fans who did understand the scientific principles on which the ship worked was absolutely wonderful. And it was both funny and also touching in that it paid tribute to the dedication of these fans. It's either it's either uh, Sir Patrick it's either Patrick Stewart or it's Will Wheaton. It was Patrick Stewart. Knew it. Yeah. <laughs> what? What a good guy. Oh, that's a, my computer just made a ding sound that you guys can't hear, yeah. but I appreciate. It. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was Patrick Stewart. Um, another one. Okay. I thought it was very funny, and I thought the audience that they portrayed was totally real, but the actors that they were pretending to be were totally unrecognizable. Certainly, I don't know what Tim Allen was doing. He seemed to be the head of a group of actors, and for the life of me, I was trying to understand who he was imitating. The only one I recognized was the girl playing Nichelle Nichols. Is it, was it Michelle Nichols? Is no, that was Shatner. No, Shatner. <laughs> I was gonna say that was my other guest, Shatner. Oh, Shatner. <laughs> of course, that's that's his humor right there. Uh, I loved Galaxy Quest. I thought it was a brilliant satire, not only of Trek but of fandom in general. The only thing I wish they had done was cast me in it and have me play a freaky fanboy who keeps screaming at the actor who played the kid about how awful it was that there was a kid on the spaceship. That's Will Wheaton. Yeah. <laughs> Which would have been fantastic. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> because if you're not familiar with the history of Will Wheaton on Star Trek, people hated him. Yeah. Like, and I, like, and like on the internet, his, there were internet the forums I'm watching it. dedicated it's, to hoping he dies. It's not his fault. No, it isn't. He tried. It's he, just, it's a. it was not a good idea. Oh, man. <laughs> I, uh, I love Will Wheaton because I love that he's embraced it. And this is, this is my favorite quote. And this is, uh, and it's last because it's the best one. I think it's a chillingly realistic documentary. 
The, the details in it, I recognized every one of them. It is a powerful piece of documentary filmmaking. And I do believe that when we get kidnapped by aliens, it's going to be the genuine, t- true Star Trek fans who will save the day. I was rolling in the aisles. Tim Allen had that Shatner-esque swagger down pat. And I roared when the shirt came off. And Sigourney rolls her eyes and says, there goes that shirt again. How often <laughs> did we hear that on set? <laughs> it's Leonard Nimoy. No. It? Who was it? That was George Takei. George Takei? Yeah. <laughs> Can you just imagine him? <laughs> it's a chillingly realistic documentary. <laughs> Ooh, it's so chilling. <laughs> I love George Takei. Oh, oh man. man, what a way to take us out for the month. Um, I uh, for just final thoughts. I think we I we both really enjoyed it's also, this movie. It's also worth mentioning that in a like at a Star Trek convention, yeah, it was bo- voted third best Star Trek movie. Yes, this was before the J.J. Abrams movies. Yes, but still. Third best Star Trek movie. It was a, it was probably behind in. First Contact. I think and, it was written in. Yeah, like that's a write-in vote. Yeah, it's 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 really good, and especially like I watched it being having no like I knew Star Trek roughly, but I still liked it. But like now that I like I, I enjoy Star Trek more, and that I, I'm more into it, like it gets better and better every time you watch it. Especially like if you watch even watching the J.J. Abrams movies and watching this, it's it's, it's still, better. Yeah, it's better. Like watch five episodes of the original series and five episodes of Next Generation, and then watch this movie, and you'll be like, all right, this is this is genius. I double check my facts. Voted seventh best. Seventh best. Still, still, still it's yeah. in the top ten. <laughs> There's a lot of Star Trek movies as yeah, we've discussed. Um, I like if you haven't seen this movie. What the heck? Yeah, like, it's on it's, Netflix. It's on Netflix. right now. You need to watch. There is. It. You have no excuse. It's it's an hour and forty minutes. It's tight. It's quick. It's hilarious. And it's you'll have friendly. you'll have a good time. And oh gosh, it's super funny. It is. Um. Oh man. <laughs> so they push. They push the button. <laughs> and it is, oh, this this will stop the self destruct button. We push it. Didn't do anything. Oh, it uh, stops at one. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, it looks like it's. <laughs> That's right. It always stops at one on the show. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> gets- so, um, Ryan, <laughs> what is your final rating for this movie? Um, oh, I like action-wise, this movie doesn't have a ton of action. No. But as a movie, this is one of my favorites. This is a ten. This is a ten out of ten movie wow. as far as just like sitting down and putting a movie on. Mm-hmm. This is one of those endlessly watchable movies. This is up there for me with Speed Racer and with Hot Fuzz. Just mm-hmm. like I can put this on and anytime I will love it. Mm-hmm. How about you? What's what's your rating then? Oh, what's my rating? It's ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Oh, butts. oh okay, okay. Ten, ten grab thars hammers out of ten. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna probably give it a little bit less, but not, but not by much. I'm probably gonna give it a nine. That's fair. But it's a movie that like. If it's on, I'll watch it. And like, I usually won't like put it on, but it's something where I'm like, if it's on, I'm like, yeah, let's watch Galaxy Quest. Or yeah, let's do that. Like, it's something I would watch with friends. I'm gonna give it nine though. Nine historical documents yeah. out of ten. <laughs> Um. Uh. So uh, that is Galaxy Quest, and that is the show, and that is going to wrap us up for March to the Final Frontier. March is now coming to an end, uh, but we're sad to hey. see it go. But but we're but we're going to travel onward and and explore further the cinematic uh, realm the of action movies. You know, uh, it is my understanding that next month, the month of April, mm-hmm. is the month of your birth. It is. That's accurate. And, and you know, we had a. I get to choose the movie movies for the month of my birth. Mm-hmm. So. What do you have in store for me? So Ryan and I have decided that for the months of our birth um, this year and possibly going forward, that we get to choose the entire the, the person whose the birthday month it is films. gets to choose wh- without without any sort of 
you know, because usually delegation. a little bit of inside baseball, like we we talk about and discuss kind of what movies we want to watch yeah. for the show, and and we try to do theme months or or try to sort of balance like good movies and bad movies and old movies and new movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but but in this case, and we we talk about them like, oh, you know, I kind of wanted to watch this, or you know, I heard this was good. Uh, but in this case, Ian is is unilaterally choosing the movie. Yes, unilaterally. I am. Uh, we're calling it Ian Palooza because it's a it's a, it is a, yeah. Um, we have uh, I have uh, well, I have five weeks in April, so I got oh, lucky. Jerk. But my birthday month is always for, super short because it's we February. used to when we first started the show, and it's something we've been talking about for a while. We used to have a format Ryan and I decided on, which was first week would be a big blockbuster action movie. Mm-hmm. Second week was one that was like a cult classic or one that maybe hasn't been had a lot of like, you know, like people have kind of forgotten about, mm-hmm. but it was, but, but it's still good and deserves to be talked about. Week three was just a movie that's flat out bad, terrible, like yeah. bad movie. And then fourth, we would watch one that was maybe more kid friendly or something that's animated, something that where, where kids can, can, can get on the fun and enjoy. And, you know, it doesn't have to have, you know, Since people's this is arms been a, blown a, off. a kid friendly podcast. So I decided for the first four weeks of April to follow that format. Oh, no. So week number one, we're gonna watch a blockbuster movie. Okay, it's one I've seen recently, and it's one that I, this I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, Ryan. I'm not gonna Jupiter sending you, with the exception of maybe <laughs> maybe one or two movies. I'm still deciding on week five, depending oh, on on how man. it goes. The majority of these I feel are actually good movies, and this is a movie you've not seen. Um, we spend a lot of time in sci-fi. Uh, we in do your month. Yeah, I'm a huge sci-fi. So nerd. in in my month, I'm gonna I'm gonna decide to start it off with the maybe the opposite realm. Okay. Spy movies. All right. So All we're right. going to be watching. I know you think it is, and it's not that. Oh, no. We're going to be watching a movie from, I think it was actually last year, maybe the year before that, uh, but that I watched recently that I really enjoyed. We're going to be watching Kingsman The Secret Service oh, for our first week. Okay. Uh, with uh, starring the, it's the most badass you'll ever see Colin Firth be. <laughs> so be ready for that. So thank you guys so much for joining us for a Galaxy Quest and for March to the Final Frontier. Join us next month where I get to take control of the podcast for uh, Ian Palooza where we'll watch Kingsman the Secret Service. And remember, whether it's Blockbuster or Lackluster, we're the, the Super Action Bros. Bros. Hey. Never give up. Never, Never surrender. surrender. By the way, this movie's Blockbuster. Bye! <laughs> <laughs>